0: This podcast is brought to you by JList.com. On JList.com right now, they're taking pre-orders for various products from the anime Your Name which probably will perk up Kimiko's ears. They are taking pre-orders for their 2018 calendar-slash-scheduling books, so you can keep track of your personal schedules in Your Name style. They're also taking pre-orders for the Special Edition Blu-ray and the Collector's Edition Blu-rays of the movie. So if you're a big fan of Makoto Shinkai or the movie Your Name, you can go to JList.com right now and pre-order and be one of the first people amongst you and your friends to own these special items. So don't delay. Head over there, and you'll be supporting the podcast as well. And now it's time to start the show.
1: And Keon gets like super all undressed or whatever. And because he's suddenly the only boy on the campus, there's this huge fangirl stampede. Oh, of course. For Kion, right? Yeah. Obviously. He's the only dude
2: and he's in his underwear.
1: And so Sakura finds uh Haruhi and is like, dude, I feel like I don't want this to keep on going on the way it's going on. I totally agree with you. I don't have a Gundam, but I do have an El- an Evangelion <laughs> that I can pilot. So how about the two of us band together and we rock this shit? <laughs> oh my God, we both won! <laughs> <anyone? laughs> you are listening to the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast make your anime
3: addiction worse at aaa
1: and now here are your anime edits
2: Hey everyone, and welcome to the 374th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. I'm your host Chiaki, and I am joined by the ever lovely Kimiko.
1: Stop it.
2: And the producer with the most, the producerst with the mostest. That's right. There <laughs> we go. Mitsugi.
0: He's bald. He's sitting here. His head shiny. He's Mitsugi. He's Mitsugi. And All we right. are
2: dedicated to one thing that is not making you bald. What is it, guys? Making,
0: making your, your anime, anime addiction, worse. addiction worse. Pound the rock. Woo!
2: There it is. All right. You can find us at aapodcast.com forward slash join to create an account to get access to hentai episodes, oh, hobby yeah. addicts, after parties, and a bunch of other bonus content. So be sure to you check out. You know us you want out. those bonuses. Get them bonuses.
0: Every, everybody, whether you're at work, or whether you're whether you're playing a video game whatever it is everybody loves a bonus
1: alright so true
2: you can also find us on facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash AAA podcast our official group has so much good conversation that happens in it I love it there's only oh a God, thousand there's
0: so only a thousand anime addicts in there talking no big <laughs> you know and growing and fast and growing so you want to ride that wave ride the snake ride the snake <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. All right.
1: <laughs> All
2: right. Today, on today's episode, we are going to create your own anime ending with Super Fight. It's our, a new twist that Chiaki has invented yes, for- I'm,
0: Yes, I'm looking forward to hearing what this is. <laughs> it's it, it it's going mon- to fun. It is a monster of Chiaki's creation. <laughs> it
2: is a monster. You are rude. Of her
0: dark mind.
2: Rude. Rude. So rude. Oh. Oh. And we are going to- Finally, review the anime <laughs> that you have been waiting for us to review <laughs> for forever. I don't think anybody's waiting anymore. They <laughs> gave up. They did. Yuri on Ice. <laughs> Hooray!
1: Hooray! Yay! Now, every time that I hear that drop, I just yeah. think of all of those little Japanese school kids, the like oh, little the elementary ones?
4: schoolers oh, that we saw so- walking in a all line. Right.
0: So, you thought that was cute? So imagine cute. having imagine having that be every minute of every workday.
4: And that's I would what have died and, that was, of cuteness.
0: and that was me for oh except Or that I would I, have
1: just hated children more by the end of it. I don't
0: know. Kimiko sensei play with us. Asobo. Oh my god. Asobo <laughs> <laughs> It's so cute. It's too oh. cute. Oh gosh. Yep.
2: Anyway.
0: Yep. You could still go do that.
2: So yeah. Nah. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. We're going to have a good time, and uh, yep. yeah. So, Listener's Choice, Spring 2017, the poll ended.
0: Yeah, the poll ended, and there were a lot of votes this time, as there usually are for the Listener's Choice. Everybody wants to have their own little, everybody wants to have their own input. And you, know you do. I'm actually curious as to which of the, anim- last time I did this, there were about four or five anime that literally had not a vote. And we're talking about, we're talking hundreds of votes here. So, for, for somebody's anime to have no votes, they, they must be real losers. Uh-oh. You know, I hate to do that, but I mean, if no one's, I hate to say that, but if no one's voting.
1: Then nobody's going to be upset about it. No one it. really gives a <laughs> shit. So
0: th- and there aren't very many of these. So the anime that the animes on the list that no one seems to care about e- at all are Frame Arm Girls, zero votes. Idle Time Prepara, zero votes. Star Moo 2 and Wado-, Wado-, Wado Salesman New. None of those had a vote. Oh, and Twin Angel Break. I don't know. Th- I, don't, I don't even know what these are. They're, they apparently suck. <laughs> All right, so I have I have the top 4 listed here. Would you like to go down the list?
2: Yeah. So, at number f- in fourth place was Berserk 2, which had 9.1%. I don't know
0: how God, it's terrible.
2: <laughs> in third place was Skiga Kide for 10.9%, mm-hmm. basically, yes. you know, 11%. Second place was Sei Kai Sudu Kaido or Kato, excuse me, 13.9%. Mhm. mm And coming in at first place, to probably no one's surprise, Edo Manga Sensei at twenty percent. Oh
0: my god! I'm not shocked.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm really not surprised. Yeah, the
0: good news is that for me, I've already seen twenty five percent of this. So, yay,
2: (laughs) yay for
1: me too. And
0: yeah, it'll probably. We're all gonna probably hate this, but (laughs) we're gonna. We'll give it our best.
1: We will watch it anyway. (laughs) So
0: Ero Manga Sensei is the is the winner. So to, to probably know, I like as I said, I don't think anybody's shocked.
2: Yeah. Well, if it got twenty percent of the votes, probably not.
0: And the chat and Bcom in the chat says, and the trolls win again. Congrats, trolls.
2: You need to get that <laughs> as a drop.
4: You will
0: you'll be happy to know that within the first three episodes of Aramanga Sensei, a little girl who's in middle school declares that she loves penises. Wait. And talks about it for about five minutes.
1: Word for word. Yeah. I I hear your girlfriend.
5: Yes.
0: Oh yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, and and almost entirely unprompted, she's just all about it.
1: They're talking about lunch or something. Yeah, she's like she comes. (laughs) What do we have for homework today? I love penises.
0: She comes to the guy's house and she's like, "Hi there, hi there. My name's Kauru Kauru Chan. Nice to meet you. I love penises." (laughs) Like, oh, okay. I
2: feel like I feel like that should be a new like anime fan challenge. Like, just work in the phrase "I love penises" <laughs> yeah. somewhere in your life, and then let us know about it in the Facebook group where you said it. If nobody like,
1: catches it, you get extra points. Like, yeah. if it's if it's so subtle that it just gets completely bypassed in conversation, then like, so I'll send you, you a sticker. If you do <laughs> it, you get
2: one point. If you do it and no one catches it, you get three points. And if you do it and you get it on video,
1: it's th- ten it's points. Ten points. Just Damn, that's like an instant win. Brilliant. But you gotta give us concrete proof that this happened. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, you have sure. to have a witness if you're not gonna get it on video. So now it's time for this week's... Big Bang. Big Bang. Big Bang.
3: Big Bang. Japan had toy awards!
0: Yeah, it's cute. Open the link so you can I see what we're talking about the here. I am link. And uh, some of these I think Kimiko might be excited about. Really? So, so yeah, every year Japan had the, the toy, the Japan Toy Association has winners for the year's best toys in Japan award, and Bandai won several awards. So there's a list here of different toys. Some of them are really badass.
2: Those of you who are Gundam fans, you'll be pleased to know that Bandai's uh, Formania, Formania, EX Five or V. I'm not sure if we're Roman numerals in that or not. Gundam received the grand prize in the high target toy category.
0: Yeah, well, it's, that's expensive.
2: It's a display model that emphasizes design and detail. It's about seven inches tall and retails for just shy of two hundred US dollars.
1: Dear Lord. But it looks very pretty. Oh no, it's it's very cool looking. Super yeah, cool. Well. What do you do with it? Do you put it on your shelf? You put it in a podcast studio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, God don't damn it, you, don't I keep forgetting you know? to bring my high Q figurines. Oh,
2: uh, Kimiko! We could put it in a place of honor on the table too. Oh, we would
1: we would have to.
2: Well, I mean, we mandatory could, Nishinoya and Hinata. I I feel like I feel like each of us should have. You know what we should do? We should make our own pedestals to put our figures on, of like Chiaki's, Mitsugi's, Kimiko's, and Kazuo's <gasps> the favorite ones figure. That, oh my god, yes! And it can either be ours or our current favorite figure, like of our figure collection. Done.
1: Uh, anyway, anyways. So what's the next one?
0: So there's a common rider transformation belt that you can that you can wear. I guess it's a it's a Heisei era common rider transformational belt that has a total of eighteen what well the belt ha, the the belt has a total of eighteen works in it so there's and there are more than ten million toys that have shipped of this item so
2: you know it's, you know what it reminds me of whenever I hear belt and toys. Did you watch Rainbow Bright? Um, that's not where my mind that's not
0: what I was. That's, save it. Save it. Kimiko is, <laughs> by the way, by the way, I got. I, I, just, I just want to say something real quick. After that last hentai episode that we did, which honestly. What
1: happened? This it,
0: is was, the, it was the most horrific hentai episode ever. I thought we've it was had.
1: fascinating. Everyone else was horrified. What was all it right. about? Vaginas? Because no, men um, are usually no, horrified not, by that. <laughs> vaginas
0: This it. is a teaser.
1: <laughs> okay, okay. So,
0: But Kimiko is the real MVP. Kazuo and I were horrified. So if you're not listening to these hentai episodes, I mean, no, wow. I want to know you what happened. To, yeah, see, you want to know? Go listen to the hentai episode. All
1: right, I, can can I give just a little bit of a, of a teaser?
0: Uh, I can.
1: Okay, well, you don't trust me. All right, well, go
0: ahead. You were the MVP.
1: Okay, um, just
0: don't give too much.
1: At work, I met a couple. Oh wait. Wait. Yeah. Yes.
0: Say Stop no there. more. Okay. <laughs> I say I no
2: re- more. I remember you telling me this. Oh my god.
4: Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. My and god. I didn't even give you all the details. I gave
1: all of the details. Oh, oh by the god. way, Mitsugi, Mitsugi, they came back yesterday. Oh Jesus.
0: <laughs> I'm still having nightmares. I have their number now. No, you. That's not. Throw, throw.
1: Did they invite you? Not yet. But I'll I'm tell sure you right now. Will. Throw
0: that shit away.
1: No, they're great people. Nope. No. They're hilarious. Mm-mm. I'm learning so much. Well, I'll just say so right educational. now, educational. I want to. I want
0: to move on to the next toy, but I'll just say right now that the man in that story, he wants to die. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, there is a Bandai. Bandai just destroyed. This, this, these awards. Bandai has released a board game called Chikyu Marugoto Suguroku Usuguroku, board globe board game, which is a. It's an actual globe of the world that features spaces for and, and names for about a hundred different countries which I, I imagine is a game that teaches children ge- geography. So that seems pretty cool. Yeah, that's nifty. And then there's a... Bandai, yet again, has received an Excellence Award for the Uchu Sentai Qutama Kyu Kyutama Gatai Kyu Ren o in the boys' toy category, which it looks like a giant... I don't know, what would you call that? Of like a giant Voltron, almost. And then the final toy was the yet again bandai's vr dragon ball z headset which allows people to feel like they're shooting kamehamehas and things like that so pretty neat stuff
1: yeah nifty all
2: right all right and but that's not all guys prepare for trouble
0: make it double shut up you haven't had one useful thing to say since you got here
2: there is something about Vegeta saying shut up to t Rocket <laughs> that every time I hear that drop, I am satisfied. Oh my god,
1: it, what I wouldn't give. What I wouldn't give.
0: So, there was an announcement about the top-selling manga in Japan for 2017 for the first half of the year. year's about half over.
1: I am so happy with everything I'm reading right now. I, I
0: thought you would be. Well, why don't you just keep reading then? Good.
1: Oh, okay. Well... Um, so basically, the list covers sales surveyed from November twenty-first of twenty sixteen to May twenty-first of twenty seventeen. Uh, do we want to go all the way to the bottom and just read straight up, or
0: I think isn't the, li- the list is thirty? Too, it's too long to read them all. So
1: then I'll do the top ten. Okay. So the top ten, uh, starting with ten, Food Wars uh, Shokugeki no Soma. In number nine slot, Detective Conan, which I'm a little surprised by. I didn't realize it was still sticking up that far. Um, the eighth slot is uh, The Seven Deadly Sins. In uh, slot seven is One Punch Man, which I know Kazu will be really happy about. Uh, and also, uh, number six he'll probably be happy about as well is My Hero Academia. In number five is Tokyo Ghoul Re, which I'm guessing is the second run or the second season of the manga or something. Uh, number four is Haikyuu.
0: Oh my gosh. Hooray. Well, of course.
1: And... um. There's a there's a slot for the estimated sales in period, and they got three million eighty six thousand ninety seven in sales.
0: It's a lot. That
1: is a lot. Uh, In third place is Kingdom. I don't. I'm not familiar with this one. Kingdom.
0: I've seen some of the anime. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's 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 very action packed.
1: And expectedly, number two with almost four million in estimated sales per period, and uh, number one with almost six million. Attack on Titan in second place, and One Piece in first.
0: So let's see here. We have shonen, 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 and wait, um, Um, shonen.
3: Yeah, well, you know, there we go. All of them.
0: (laughs) 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 So yeah, One Piece is always number one, but it seems like it's been declining. Speaking
2: uh, of Shonen Eye, I'm really disappointed at the lack of Levi in Attack on Titan <laughs> clearly, two, season two so far.
1: No. I'm not going to go into it right now. I'm just letting that be known.
0: It well, apparently- like
1: everyone's favorite too in the fandom. Like, no,
0: apparently everybody's favorite is Potato Girl.
1: I hate her. Screw her so Potato much. Girl. I, Sasha is that her name? Yeah, Sasha. Sasha,
0: Sasha so and everyone and people love like the crazy scientist woman. All right, okay, I do I love like the crazy
1: scientist. And and it's not crazy scientist woman. Apparently, they are non-binary in canon. Oh, yeah. Oh. In in the in like the original Japanese pre-translation, uh, they go by they. Okay, here's a question.
2: Mm-hmm. If a character is non-binary, or or let's let's I'll just pick a gender to to okay for for sake of an example. If there is a character in a manga who self-identifies as male, uh-huh. but for the anime, it is clearly the same character. They don't like do a new character design or anything like that. Like same character design, same name, but they choose to make the character female. What do you like? I what's don't like appropriate? that.
1: Appropriate. I honestly, I feel like, and and so here is the perfect example of that. Um, Akito in Fruits Basket. Uh-huh. In the manga, Akito is actually self-identified as a woman but pretends to identify as a male because she had to take the position of the head of the family, the male of the family, and right. so even goes by male pronouns and such, but identifies personally as a female. Be- because they knew that they weren't going to go that far in the anime, they chose to make Akito a male. Just outright. Just outright a male. And like... If you get permission from the creators, I guess maybe I can give that a pass. But like, perfect example, uh, Krona in Soul Eater or Crazy Scientist yeah. character in Attack on Titan, they are specifically non-binary. And I know that that's hard to get, like we don't have, outside of they or like G, I think it's like XE, we don't really have a way to talk to or about a person in a way that sounds... Uh, common societally yeah. so normally uh, translators for anime will just alright that character's boy now alright that character's a girl now let's just yeah. give it definitive and so when the characters are talking about them it's they don't clear. have to say they blah 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 they and make it sound weird I personally think they should Okay. I think that's a decision they're making for the sake of a societal impact that like in all honesty it's anime people are going to be more willing to take a they versus a he or she so I, was, that's, I, was, I think I was just
2: curious about yeah. about how cuz it's almost like to me it's almost like comic verse universe comic book universe versus movie universe like is there a distinction a veil that is created between those two universes type of thing
1: Yeah that that's a little bit more depending on how much they're going to cover and whether or not you're going to see a definitive point in which yeah. you get their gender identified and if not then oftentimes the person will just say make him a boy yeah make him a girl so, yeah, no, it's it's such a gray area still. But anyway, uh, sorry to get us off topic there. Oops. <laughs> I digress. Moving on? Moving on.
2: Chiaki on the couch. So, I'm not on the couch. I'm not actually going to be on the couch anymore, but you know what? The couch is in our hearts.
0: The couch is still there, but, <laughs> the, the, couch, ca- but the cat's on the couch. The,
2: cou- the cat is on the couch. And you know That's what? That's good enough. The, the couch is a place that we go to when we want to relax, when we want to smile, when we want to think about the world's problems, but we don't want to actually stand up and do that. <laughs> <laughs> the couch is in our hearts. It's a state of mind. So The couch is a state of mind. This couch is a state of mind. So welcome to my couch. And thank you, know, you, you, thank know, you for if, having us. You know, if
0: you don't say you're not on the couch, no one listening will know.
2: I'm trying to be honest to our listeners, okay. Mitsugi. Okay. I, am, I am respectful of them. Um, so My Chiagi on the Couch Today is an article that I saw a, a couple days back and it made me smile. Um, this was originally posted like three days ago. Um, I saw it on Mashable and it does have photos. And the title of the article is Two Lucky Women Had the Disney themed wedding of your dreams. And it's a photo, and, and and the the head photo is these two women both in wedding dresses, holding hands, and one of them has a green and blue bow, clearly inspired by Anna's dress from Frozen, and the other one has like this really pretty kind of trailing blue sash, clearly inspired by Elsa's dress. And at first, I clicked on it, and I thought it was going to be, like, sisters or best friends or something like that. Yeah. Nope. Haru and Yo tied the knot after being in a relationship for 13 years, huge Disney fans, and they got married at Tokyo, sea, at Tokyo Disney sea. Um, And, yes, the two girls that were engaged, and they got married in a Disney-themed wedding. They actually got engaged during Halloween at the resort. And apparently, for the Halloween celebrations, Dio was dressed as Flynn Rider, and Haru was dressed as Rapunzel I'm for the proposal. i um, gonna die. And yeah, so the, the, their their wedding outfits were their, their wedding dresses were inspired by Frozen. Um, and you can see photos from their wedding online. You can see a couple of them, you know, like going through and getting married and doing the ceremony. And, and something that I thought was, that was really interesting was that, um, you know, it's kind of a, it's a glimpse on both like the bittersweet life of, of gay couples in Japan, because on one side, you know, these, this couple, gay marriage isn't, same-sex marriage isn't technically legal in Japan yeah. um, since 2015 so relatively recently and I remember talking about it on the show couples have been able to get partnership certificates but it doesn't actually draw any official legal distinction um, and Haru actually it was really sweet her quote is that something that normally gets done with a piece of paper does not apply to us that's why having a ceremony is meaningful saying the vows in front of everyone and being treated as a married couple makes us one and it, it, there's there's another article that I read. I'm trying. I don't. I'm. I think it might have been in the Japan Times because the Japan Times did a did an article on them as well. Um, and you again can see more pictures of the couple. But um, one of the other articles was talking about other interesting things about how they hadn't come out yet at work as gay. And oh, so shoot. when they were asking for time off, they, they did end up coming out to their immediate superiors and ask for the time off, but they didn't want it to be publicly known because they weren't comfortable, so they took it as regular time off rather than the normal... Marriage time that oh. companies are given, and and so it it's kind of like I said, it's kind of a bittersweet article where like on the surface it's fun to look at it and be happy. Like here's a couple and they're persevering and they're celebrating their love and their dresses are gorgeous and it's Disney themed. But then it's like you kind of see these other things that that still really show that even in the that in the face of all of that they're they're persevering and they're happy. But but there is a lot to be in the face of. Yeah, there's so, still stigma
1: and there's still things that they're not comfortable with because of societal impact.
2: Yeah, so it's um Do you think
1: that their coworkers all know now? They must, right? I mean, it's online.
2: Well, they they've they've redacted their names. Aww. Their last names. So, I mean, it's it it depends on how much they recognize from photos. That's fair. Um, but uh but they were still happy. They they were. They were um and 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 interesting too apparently they were both in white dresses, and apparently there was an initial ruling that one had to wear men's clothes. I don't know if that was from the resort or not. I just saw that in the Japanese An times. initial ruling,
1: though, but now yeah. they're both wearing dresses. Now they're
2: both wearing dresses. Yes! So they got the wedding that they wanted, and congratulations to them. And, you know, like I said, there's, there's a lot of interesting things as you kind of just read about their story and it kind of gives a, a personal one-person story about being a gay couple in Japan, but it's something that you don't get to see very often through the eyes of a gay couple in Japan. And so, um, I thought it was worth sharing. So that was Chiaki on the couch. Yay! Yay! Yeah. And their <laughs> the photos are so cute. So, we are going to take a news break, and when we come back, we are going to have my anime super fight rewrite an ending game. Uh, but first, we have an in-show weekly trivia question. It's a softball. And that is what kind of animal is Porcaroso? <laughs> Stay tuned, and we'll give you the answer when we come back.
0: Everybody, This is Mitsugi, and it's time for your first anime news break. Getting us started off, most of us know about the manga and anime of the famous property great teacher Onizuka. However, not that many of us know about Tatsuya Egawa's first debut hit manga known as Be Free. It was recently said by, a, by Egawa on a television show that Fujisawa, the creator of GTO, was once a disciple of his, and that he actually... Plagiarize the work of Be Free in the creation of GTO. Egawa said that's definitely a ripoff of my debut hit work, Be Free. And when Egawa was meeting with Fujisawa, he apparently admitted to this, but Egawa added that it's fine because he was a disciple of his. But interesting to note that the very famous story of GTO is perhaps a plagiarized work of another property that is far fewer known by people. Next up, a lot of us are watching. Edomanga Sensei and the Gamers store in Namba Osaka, which is a store that sells books and video games and DVDs and other such media, has rebranded itself as Takasago Books, which is one of the locations in the Edomanga sensei, sensei anime series, and it is this, one of the favorite stores of the protagonist Masamune. So, this was for a limited time only, but for those of you that visited the gamer's location, you were able to meet up with Tomoe, and she'll even suggest new releases for you from the store. Running in Japan, known as Shippu no Hayato, which is created by Hideki Owada, and it is a story that is heavily drenched in political, political intrigue. It is a manga that has received considerable attention in Japan, because the manga dra- dramatizes versions of real-world politicians, including a man known as Ikeda, who is a very prominent political figure in Japan. However, it was announced that this manga is going to end after its next issue, and there's speculation that there, were, that there was pressure from politicians to cease the creation of the manga because of its depiction of, of politicians in Japan. So that's interesting. A very rare look at, a, at, a, at the political landscape in a country affecting anime. And rounding us out, it looks like Hibike Euphonium is going to be getting two new films in 2018. The staff of Kyoto Animation announced this recently. One of the films will tell a new story of Nozomi Kasaki and Mizore Yoroizuka, and the other film is going to tell the story of Kumiko Omae. So for those of you that are huge fans of Hibike Euphonium, it looks like this property is just going to keep going and going, and you're going to get two movies in the coming year. This was Mitsugi, and this was your anime news break. Now it's time to get back to the podcast.
5: We know the truth. It's written all over your face. You're addicted to anime. But it's more than that, isn't it? Are you also addicted to the AAA podcast?
0: Get all the content early episodes, after parties, hobby addicts,
5: hentai episodes, show notes, ringtones, and more by joining our $7 support tier. Go to aapodcast.com slash join and select the $7 tier to get access to everything.
0: This means you'll get an extra eight episodes of podcast
5: goodness delivered right to your ears every month. That's less than $1 per episode. And that's on top of all the other bonuses like ringtones and show notes. So head
0: to aapodcast.com forward slash join and select the $7 tier. Set up your membership and you're good to go. When it comes to Pokemon, don't mess with Kazuo.
5: I was in sixth grade, and I had Pokemon on my Game Boy. I had a Game Boy Pocket, I think, at the time. I was in gym class, and we were in the locker room, and I'm getting changed. This kid runs by, grabs my Game Boy, and bolts. (gasps) And so I never got it back. Kid stole my Game Boy with my Pokemon in it. So in sixth grade, uh, one of my electives, I was a teacher's assistant. This kid... Had that teacher. So I basically went, allegedly went into the computer and wrecked all of his grades <gasps> yes. and oh found his locker combination because the teacher keeps a record of all that. Broke into his, allegedly broke into <laughs> his locker, stole all of his Pokemon cards, which he had a ton of, and took all of his textbooks and threw them away. I think he assumed it was me. We did end up getting to, into a fight later on. <laughs> And beat his ass. Yeah, yeah. I got into a lot of fights in school. You beat that kid's ass. Yeah, yeah. Fighting. Back to the show.
2: And we are back to the 374th episode of the Anime Addicts Moms Podcast. Ah. (laughs) Thank you, (laughs) Mitsugi. Before we left, uh, we had a news break, and the in-show trivia question on that before that was, "What kind of an animal is porcaroso?
0: My favorite kind.
2: And I feel like everyone knows the answer to that. It's a pig. Oh,
0: so delicious! But
2: really, I he's thought a-, he was a platypus. <laughs> but really, he's a person. He's a bear pig. He's a he's a man bear pig. <laughs> he's a pig bear. Man pig bear. bear
1: pig. <laughs> no, just a bear. Just a bear place is weird a turtle bear <laughs> a platypus bear Confused.
2: <laughs> oh I can make I the are confused yeah. I'm right. so proud of you thanks um so yeah he's he's a pig really he's a person who's under a curse that makes him like a pig oh so those curses we would have taken person or
1: pig
0: it's not the first or the last People time Miyazaki too. has chosen to have a person transform because of a witch's spell or whatever
2: Yes, very true. There's
0: like five characters in his stories like that.
2: So today's topic is one that I thought of. I'm scared. And I hope it's fun. (laughs) I'm selling it real hard right now. So this topic, this topic is rewrite an anime ending with anime Super Fight. So for those of you who don't know, Super Fight is a card game.
0: I need an um, adult.
2: Superfight is a card game where two players are pitted together with a character and a weapon and a setting or location or whatnot as chosen by the deck. And they have to argue their case and another person decides who argues it better for which character would win. However, this is a twist on how to play that so there is the super fight anime deck which is an expansion that gives a hundred extra cards to the regular super fight deck that are inspired by anime and we are just going to use this anime deck for the purposes of this game so what we're gonna do is we will have a maximum of 10 rounds um maximum i haven't counted all the cards it just sounds like a lot of rounds
1: well, a maximum. Unless
0: you're like me, who went to a shooting range over the weekend and fired an AK-47 very badly.
1: Oh, really? Because when I fired yeah. an AK-47, I got all yeah. my headshots. Mine were my. Well,
0: I was shooting from like 200 feet, but.
1: Oh, I was I at. Know. I think I think I I capped at 75, but that's just as far as the shooting range went.
0: The one guy did have a handgun with a laser sight on it. That was pretty sick. Yeah. It's like a video game. On honestly. Okay, I know. Just a side note. I don't know.
2: Well, you know, we we appreciate those. So, oh,
0: and one anyway. guy had a hunting rifle. I just tell you, is
2: this better for the after party?
0: No, I just tell you right now. <laughs> Jesus. For those of you that hunt, if you've got a hunting rifle with a scope on it, that is not sportsmanship. I mean, you can't miss. It's impossible. You literally look through the, sco- through the scope. The, uh, the target is like enormous. It has an X. You put the X on the target and you shoot it and you hit it. It's so easy. Sorry.
2: All right, we're going to do five rounds because I just counted out how many blue cards we have. I, I killed some So, been there, done that. Um, okay. <laughs> Look at this cat.
0: Look at this cat now. What is he doing? He's like all stretched out in a very awkward way.
2: You would Where is that, your mind, Mitsuki? You would think that Mitsuki doesn't want to play this game. Do, do you want to just shoot the shit? Do you want to make this like the after party on the regular? After no, party no, no.
0: One. Let's play your game.
2: After party part
0: one? Let's play your game. Give me my cards. I have to make up a fake ending for an anime. Okay. Got it. Have you explained the rules yet?
1: (laughs) She's been trying.
0: Okay, sorry. We're
1: going to do five rounds because that's the amount of cards
2: we have. Yeah, we're going to do five rounds. And so there will be one person sitting out in every round. That will be the judge. Okay. Each player of the round will have one blue card that has a location, one purple card that has some kind of theme, like physics pretty much don't apply or something like that. Okay. A... White card, which has a character or person. So it's either a literal character like Astro Boy or a sort of character like a weeaboo. Okay. And one pink card, which has a description or a weapon or, you know, just something else. Like armed with a dominator or is a magical girl, is irresistibly attractive. That describes your white card. Okay. So basically what you have to do is... I pulled up the top 10 most popular anime right now, according to Anime News Network. Okay. So I these can are, name all
0: 10 of them, probably.
2: These are anime that everyone should know. And it doesn't even matter if you know the actual ending, as long as you know something about the series. Because the whole idea is you are going to rewrite an ending using whatever cards you have. And you have to use all four cards in some way. And the judge slash chat will decide who ha- has made up the better ending. Oh,
1: my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm so I'm so ready for this.
2: <laughs> OK. I'm so ready. So I will be I will be the judge first.
0: OK. What if, you, what if we haven't seen the anime that you're that you say?
1: I'm sure you I, have. Because I, I
0: know half of them are probably like endlessly long shown in shows. Uh,
1: no, you, you guys have seen. Or all at of the these. very least, you probably have heard of it enough. to. OK,
2: one to ten. Full Metal Alchemist, Death Note, Cowboy Bebop, Spirited Away, The Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya, Princess Mononoke, Elfin Liad, Neon Genesis Evangelion, Code Geass, and Bleach.
0: How are those the most popular shows?
2: Right now. I don't know. It's, it's based like
0: of, 16 years old. It's
2: based off of total number of votes.
0: Okay, whatever. Uh, I, okay. I had to pick a list, uh, and right. I picked
2: a list that I thought would be a good litmus of-
0: How's you know. my how's my vocal fry? Oh my god. <laughs>
1: I don't think Itagis here right now. Are we gonna make it? I Kimiko? didn't get much sleep. I'm all right, gonna, I'll just play this with you.
2: <laughs> okay, we'll play it together. Chat. You'll be the judge. All right. So.
0: Oh my God, I'm the judge. All right, hit me.
2: <laughs> okay. Pass this card to Kimiko. Okay, I'm passing. That's your card. Okay, thank you. I can look at them, right? Yeah, you can look at them, but but don't don't show them. Keep okay. us keep us all in suspense. Okay. Here's your next card that you have to incorporate into your rewriting the ending of this anime. Okay. Um. Here's your next card that you have to incorporate. Okay.
0: Thank you very that, much. That
2: will be what your character is armed with that you are injecting into this anime. Great. Um, and I'm going to win all of these. Here is your character. I'm
0: like a professional at freestyling bullshit. <laughs>
2: You're a professional. Professional bullshit.
0: Uh, <laughs> Mitsuki,
2: professional bullshitter. Okay, so I'm going to give you guys a second to look at your cards and to think of how you will rewrite an ending... For Death Note with those cards.
0: Hmm. Okay. All right.
2: All right. Now, chat, remember, your your role in this is to listen to what they say and help be the judge of who wins a better ending for Death Note. So
0: I need another card. I need a character card.
2: You ha- you have one. It
0: says draw a character card.
2: The white one? Uh, oh, I
0: forget it. I'll just say whatever I the want. The one
2: with the white back? Just forget it. All right, I've got mine.
0: All right, go ahead.
1: All right, so how do, how do I?
2: So I would say first tell us what cards, you, or, 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 or whenever whenever you ha- say one of the cards, hold it up and we can be like, ding!
1: All right, that you used a card. So the setting is future Tokyo. Ding! And by future Tokyo, I mean a desolate wasteland of future Tokyo where most people are dead because light got a little bit too, you know, and just started wiping out people left and right. Uh, luckily enough, though, our hero, Monkey D. Luffy, had his memories erased. (laughs) You don't need to
0: ding every time. No,
1: she does. I'm letting people know when she's- That I used my cards. That she's using her cards. Shh, I'm on a roll, Mitsuki. uh, Monkey D. Luffy's memories have been erased. Ding. Which means he doesn't remember what his name is. No one remembers what his name is, because the last two people on Earth are Light (laughs) and Monkey D. Luffy. Oh, shit, I see where you went with this. And with no way to write the name in the book, Monkey D. Luffy uses his super extra awesome strength, which means physics pretty much don't apply to this right now, guys. Ding. And he wails on light, wails on him from a distance far enough that he can grab the book with one hand, toss it into space, and then completely pummel Light into a bloody pulp, and that is the end. And Monkey D. Luffy is the sole survivor in Future Tokyo.
2: Okay, good. Can I just say that is a cool idea that the last <laughs> person doesn't know their name, so we can't write it in the book. What? Right. Boom. There we go. Boom. All right, Mitsugi, you you have a tough act to follow. I
0: wasn't even listening. I'm not really here right now.
1: Oh my god. All right,
0: so um, basically, okay in my story, was. in my story, which takes place at a shrine, which is very awesome. Ding. Uh, L is leading a. Ding. is leading a harem of fighter girls.
2: Oh, you actually got Ding. L? Yeah. That's fantastic. And,
0: <laughs> and little does he know that all of the harem girls have a crush on him. It says it says draw a random character card, which is what I was trying to get you to give me, but I've decided I don't care. So all of the fighter girls have a crush on L, so I've now used all my cards. Ding. So it's it's this one... it's It's a funny thing. That when a man decides that he wants to find his spirituality, he goes to a shrine. And so at the shrine, there is is there there is a very a, a faint elegance in the distance. And, and it is a shrine maiden.
2: Elegance? A, a faint, faint elegance, elegance in the, the distance. distance? I'm not Woman. sure how that grammar Look, works.
0: Look, listen to me. <laughs> listen to me. I want you to know that you need to be quiet. <laughs> okay, when people are talking, you have to shut up.
1: Oh, my God, again. <laughs> do as I say not as I do yeah, basically. Huh? So, yeah just a little so
0: L is going to the is, he's, he's going to the shrine and he's got all these he's got this harem of fighter girls with him and they're all really cliche big breasts and you know everything that you do and um, in the faint dis- in the distance there is a faint elegance on the horizon and it is and it is indeed I said that again just for you and it is indeed a shrine maiden aka Amiko and he's never seen anything so beautiful <laughs> But little does he know that all the fighter girls have a crush on him, and they're very jealous and violent. And so inevitably what happens is we all know that Death Note ends in the middle. and so It's so true. So this isn't really the true ending of Death Note, but it's more like the halfway point. But rather than dying in his original way, we're going to tell history the way it was meant to be told, where he is torn apart by an angry pack of, <laughs> of harem girls in their, in their jealous rage.
2: So, I gotta say, Godius Maximus in the chat, three minutes ago, said either, Mitsukes is either gonna be everyone dies or everyone bangs. <laughs> we had a weird amalgamation of the yes. two, I think. Well, you were not wrong, sir. All right, going to pass me Kimiko's cards. I vote, so chat, who do you think re- rewrote the better ending
1: to death note I, I gotta say It's Kimiko just here Kimiko. I, I wasn't even <laughs>
0: listening I just assumed it was better Good job
1: was, Somebody uh, earlier on Did say just because uh, Luffy can't remember his name Doesn't mean he doesn't have one But the whole point of that it Was, was like Light a, didn't know his name And because Luffy didn't know his name He couldn't be tricked into it Because Luffy's really dumb And if he knew his name He would easily be tricked into it Who's the king of the pirates? Oh, I wonder. Monkey D. Luffy bit. Oh, oh shit. shit!
0: Every time I watch One Piece, I feel like mur- murdering myself.
2: All right, Mitsuki, we're gonna make you listen because it's I love gonna that be Kimiko.
0: Love Except I'm not sure I'm capable of listening right now. So.
2: All right, Kimiko, we're gonna do Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> we're gonna do Cowboy Bebop. All right. Okay.
0: All right. Well, at the end of Cowboy Bebop, we all know that Spike dies. Okay. And. Uh, he has a fairly good death, though, because he's very manly and marches his way to the top of the tower and accomplishes his mission, but in the end, succumbs to his wounds, and he goes out in style. So, what else can you really ask for with a death? It it's a lot like, well, actually, I don't want to throw in any spoilers from Game of Thrones, because that would be unnecessary, considering it's about to start again. <laughs> Although, I did watch a TV show last night on Amazon called um, White Princess.
2: Tangents. The episode, which is a lot like well, <laughs> cool since you guys me to tangents
1: specifically, well, oh, this is giving me more time to figure this out. What no you
0: don't know is that this is radio, and when you sit there and think about it for a minute and a half in dead silence, no, it's- Jesus I'm ready to go.
1: I'm ready to go. I'm
0: trying to keep the show alive. No,
2: I'm ready to go. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm waiting to- on you to stop with All your right, go for it and be go. the judge. All I got right. a pretty good one. Go, go for then. it. All right, so in my alternative ending to Cowboy Bebop, so Spike has fallen and is wounded oh no and they bring in bang a pikachu <gasps> to restart his wounds <laughs> to restart oh his heart no! they bring in <laughs> a pikachu <laughs> defibrillator they bring in a pikachu defibrillator someone's like get us a pikachu here stat okay. and so he's defibrillated back to life and he starts running like, he, he, starts, he starts running from, you know, the leftover syndicate and everything like that. And as he's getting away, he gets into an overcrowded subway car. <laughs> ding! <laughs> but in this overcrowded subway car, what he didn't realize is that it is occupied by tentacle monsters. So he finds himself surrounded by tentacle monsters. Oh my god, ding! <laughs> <laughs> so here he is with this Pikachu... Because, you know, he appreciated the Pikachu saving his so life. So he kept him, obviously. So he kept him, obviously. Like, he wasn't going to leave him there for the syndicate to tear him apart. For like, sure. So, him and, I don't know, maybe the rest of the Bebop is there, too, like, following him because they probably bought, brought the Pikachu. Right. <laughs> Ed,
1: I do It's just Ed. Let's face it. Ed is the one who brought the Pikachu.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: totally.
1: And actually, accident- Accidentally <laughs> came across like a Pikachu and took Pikachu instead of I. Yeah. Reading <laughs> <laughs> thought was like, Ed thought this would be good for Spike. Shock me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, and so right as Ed the Pikachu and Spike are all about to die, you know who comes ready to take the Pikachu? Who? Team Rocket. No! Of
1: course. <laughs> of course they do. You do not have that card at all. And
2: so Team Rocket appears. And now you might say. What are they going to do because now they're on this overcrowded subway car that's full of tentacle monsters and they too are surrounded by tentacle monsters but team rocket's soul is bound to a suit of armor so they're <laughs> impervious to the tentacle monsters so they take the pikachu they finally get pikachu and they leave spike and ed to die or be raped i'm not really <laughs> sure what, which happens after that is but it what? really wait rape if you're willing all right, that so was So that's my alternate end to Cowboy Bebop. That
1: is That is quite the end. Oh, that's a
0: better ending than the real anime's ending.
1: Oh, shit. That's beautiful. I I loved every moment of it.
0: Which basically is Cowboy Bebop doesn't really have much of an ending. No, not really. Yeah. It also okay. doesn't have a plot line.
1: So Oh god,
0: what have I done? It doesn't.
1: So instead of So so in my in my story, Instead of the end between, it's, it's Vincent? Yes. Yeah. Vincent. So instead of the final fight between Vincent and, uh, and Spike. Spike. Thank you. Names. I got your back. Thank you. I, instead of the final fight between Spike and Vincent taking place at uh, the whatever mansion or house or whatever it takes place in, um, it takes place uh, in, what's Attack on Titan's world?
0: Um, world of dead people.
1: Beyond Rosemaria. It's a fake world. (laughs) Or whatever. The fake world beyond Rosemaria. They find themselves there somehow. Um, And they find themselves not only beyond Rosemaria, but they find themselves at a maid cafe because Vincent thought it would be a phenomenal place, a phenomenal last stand to surround himself and Spike with all sorts of beautiful maids. But, But what they don't know is that Mikasa has uh, actually entered a match contract to become a magical girl of this maid cafe. So she is a magical maid serving undercover. I really hope that someone <laughs> draws a
2: fan art of Mikasa yeah. as the worst magical girl <laughs> maid that ever existed.
4: She's
1: undercover because she hears about Spike and she wants him to help them, you know, she wants him to become a, uh, I'm real sorry to I will I'm gonna let you finish.
2: I'm gonna let you finish. But Azure Physics in the chat points out that it's vicious, not vicious. <laughs> vicious.
0: Oh, you're right. <laughs> (laughs)
1: Yes to Vincent, you bitch. (laughs) Vicious, whatever.
4: Uh... Vincent.
0: Uh, <laughs> like oh my god!
1: So anyway, um, so she is hiding <laughs> as a magical gourmet in the maid cafe. As vicious and Spike are having their long-winded, lengthy monologue before actually fighting each other, and then she swoops in and decapitates vicious and gets Spike to join uh the super fighting brigade or whatever that they are. And uh, instead of dying, Spike helps save all of these people from Titans.
0: The end. The end. Spike threatens all of the Titans individually with a with the longest session of figging ever known to mankind, no. and all of the Titans run like the wind.
2: Oh, okay, God. chat. Who won? Who won? And Mitsugi. I'm, who I'm do you pretty think sure won? I know who
0: won. I'm pretty sure Chiaki won, but mostly because Kimiko had shit cards.
1: <laughs> yeah, I tried real hard, guys.
0: First of all, Vincent or whatever the vicious would never ever want to go to a maid cafe. That would never happen, and so. I apologize because almost none of the characters in Cowboy Bebop are compatible with a maid cafe. Spike would n- would never tolerate that.
2: I could see. I and could neither see would Vicious or, or
0: or Jet. No, uh, Faye would not want no, that.
2: No, she wouldn't want it. But I could see them forcing her to do it for like a heist or to get money or something like that, and she yeah, would hate like it the I whole said, time.
1: It was uh, it was j- undercover. And by the way, uh, Nerd Yoga and Addicted Hero think I won. So... <laughs>
0: Well, that's two people.
1: Oh, well, I have Godius oh, Max, got Max two Maximus two and as well. Eddie
2: is so. so Mitsuki, you're the actual yeah, judge. Yeah, and he chose you. That's I
1: fine. Said, I oh, said okay. that Chiaki All one. Right. That was close, you, though. Little,
0: little right. do you know that there's like 60 people in the chat, so you did get three, but that would only be half, that would only be 5%. That's All right, half,
2: 5%. All All right. Fine, fine. Kimiko, All I'll right. let, because you're the judge, I'll let you pick. Do you want to do Spirited Away or Princess Mononoke? Mm, Spirited Away. Spirited Away. What?
0: Oh, and that's Shit. water in my gaming laptop. <laughs> that's fantastic.
2: Quick, take off your shirt. It's
0: not very much water.
2: That was my first time. I have lost I control know. of the podcast. I'm sorry. I'm trying to save it. And I also don't know if this button is going to do stop. anything.
0: You're not helping. That tiny bit of water can't do anything anyway. <laughs> it okay. just throws
1: the blanket at the cat. All right. So sorry. who goes first?
0: Um um let's go, see. I'll go first. Oh I'm,
1: god, no. I have Oh god, I have a really good All right,
0: one. Do you go first cuz I don't all know. All right, go for it.
2: Okay. okay. So, you know how the entire bathhouse is run by What anime are we doing? Spirited Away.
0: <laughs> oh, oh my yeah. god. Oh, yeah.
2: Um, you know how it's it's run by um what's her face? Uh Yubaba. So, by the way, my setting card
1: is a bathhouse is a bathhouse. <laughs> So it takes
2: place in in the bathhouse. That's perfect. So Yubaba is actually running the bathhouse. You know, she rules it with an iron fist. She takes in people. She doesn't let them leave. You know what? Who else does that? The Yakuza. Oh, snap. So Yubaba is actually a Yakuza boss. And she has been taking spirit clients from another Compe- competitors' bathhouse, like oh, across the water, and so that other fighting yakuza comes over, and their entire brigade of fighters have impeccable senses of honor. Like, uh, of course they're, they do. They of are loyal they do, yeah. to. They are loyal to you know their their yakuza clan, and they are all armed with a chainsaw death sight. <laughs> <laughs> and so they... It's quite the battle. They um they go in, and it's just an epic battle ensues, and to quote Godius Maximus from earlier, everyone dies.
1: <laughs> and that is the end of Spirited Away. <laughs> Can I just
2: say, Spirit Spirit I'm pretty sure
0: away. that the people who made this game don't actually know anything about anime. They just picked, like, the, the 20 most common anime in the world. The anime and tropes. <laughs> and then just listed a bunch of tropes, it's like Chainsaw Death Scythe. That's fine. Oh, it's
1: music. She just killed a whole bunch of mafia yakuza dudes or whatever with it. Yeah, but
0: every card in this game is from the like 20 most mainstream shows ever made, and that's it.
1: Yeah, demographic friendly.
0: Yeah, whatever. All right. So, Spirited Away. So, the members of the Future Gadget Laboratory, which I'm guessing is psychopaths. Okay. I think so. It doesn't matter. That are all wielding huge silver revolvers, which some would argue are actually their penises. Uh, and these penises are encover—they are encrusted in silver And let me tell you right now As a man with a penis There is nothing more unpleasant than having your penis Dipped <laughs> in silver King Midas himself once said That if I touch my member It becomes a gold member oh dong. And so all the members <laughs> of the Future Gadget Laboratory Are going to the Spirited Oil Bathhouse To clean their silver members
2: Is that a huge silver revolver? Yeah. How did we get to? I said one
0: record? might say it was a it was a euphemism for their penises. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah,
1: Pay yeah, attention. Yeah, no, I, it's okay. Sorry. I'm the judge, and I was I and was when, there. For and that. when
0: someone's talking, you have to shut up. <laughs> Little do you know that the Spirited Away bathhouse is actually the demon world, and these are not friendly spirits; they're demons. Okay. And when the members of the and when the silver wanged members of these future laboratories show up, the, the 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 demons are not happy because the bathhouse is already crowded enough, and these people are outsiders. And so they want to get into the bathhouse, but the demons are pissed. And all of their punches and kicks cause giant explosions. That's all my cards. And a giant fight ensues in which the demons are punching and kicking and trying to or causing giant explosions inside the bathhouse, but inevitably they all agree that nothing is more delightful than a silver-coated wang, and so they all just decide that they're going to sit in bath and baths and and and. Saunas together and enjoy each other's silver what, wings. And what once could have been a destructive ending for the bathhouse and placing Ubaba and her henchmen into financial ruin becomes a, a a delightful romp of a of sweaty metallic delight. And everyone decides to get along in the end.
2: Okay. Happy ending. <laughs> happy ending. So uh you got everyone dies and a happy ending, Kimiko.
1: How do I choose between that? But also chat. How would you choose between that? But also, also, Fitnat says, does somebody have to make sense when they're talking?
0: No. I'm sorry. You get you get two hours of sleep, spend the entire day podcast prepping, and then-
1: I thought it was three hours of sleep. Whatever.
0: And then get handed cards that say Future Gadget Laboratory, Demon World, and Giant Punches Cause Explosions.
1: All right. So we have one vote for Chiaki.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what? There's always at least one wrong person <laughs> Astro in a crowd.
1: Astro- Astrophysics says I'll, I'll choose the two hosts that actually want to play <laughs> this, this game. <laughs> game. <laughs> All I right. love it. Okay. Uh, so this Silver is our revolver. Dong Mitsugi is a pretty hype title, though. I'm pretty
0: sure that I had terrible. says. I'm pretty sure I had horrific cards and made the best of it.
1: All right. So this can is I have this- another white card? I don't know who this is. Okay. Thank you.
0: Jesus, he's terrible. Um,
1: so you're
2: going to have to rewrite the ending of, let's say, Evangelion, because it doesn't really have an ending <laughs> to begin with. So you're going to have to re- rewrite the ending of Evangelion.
0: Um, wow. Okay. This is impossible. So I am going to pull this out of my ass.
1: All right, you first. Go for it.
0: So Princess Mononoke somehow is in Evangelion which is amazingly impossible. <laughs> Princess Mononoke is an Evangelion. She has no idea how she got there. And, but little do we know, Evangelion is actually in feudal Japan. She, 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 she jumped down a well. She thought, she, she wanted to make out with Inuyasha. And so she, ju- <laughs> and so wait, even, okay. even the wolf girl has her urges. And there is a such thing as biological imperative. And even Princess Mononoke wants to make out with Inuyasha because she heard that there was a wolf-dog boy somewhere in feudal Japan, and she she was very interested. She jumps down into the well. Little does she know that she ends up in the world of Evangelion, which is not a world that you want to be in because everybody's an asshole. Yeah. And everybody has daddy issues, which is very scary. This card right here is ridiculous. So she ends up... (laughs) And then, and then at the end of Evangelion, we all know it has no ending, and they just draw it in crayon and have inner monologues for three episodes. So she she is immediately dragged into a dream in which she's in a beach episode, and she doesn't really know how to wear a bikini because let's face it, it's Princess Mononoke, and all she has is like a loincloth. <laughs> so the- Ray, Asuka, and of course Shinji, all take Princess Mononoke to to a store to buy herself a bikini but she finds that while she's on the beach she doesn't quite enjoy wearing the bikini and gets trapped in an anxiety filled panic inside of her own head of her own making in which she strips off the bikini and I don't know what to do with armed with an angel arm (laughs) scratches her ass with an angel arm has a panic attack a meltdown and realizes that in the end she just wants to make out with Aishitaka
2: Dude, I have such a better thing with your cards.
0: (laughs) Okay, good. I'm happy for you. The end. And that's the way Evangelion ends. That's the way way the cookie crumbles. And little do you know that that random tangent of bullshit that I just put together (laughs) actually makes more sense than the ending of Evangelion does. The end.
1: All right. Well, (laughs) here we go. (laughs) Okay, so. What you find out in the end of Evangelion is that the whole thing was just a long, elaborate sketch at an anime convention. Oh. That they were putting on a show for the audience to see if they would win. And.
0: Can I ask a question? Yes. Was it the 987th cosplay chess match? Uh. <laughs> So yes. Fucking insufferable. <laughs> yes it
1: was. But this time the winners of said sketch were going to be chosen by fan service. But what Shinji never told anybody was that he has a cell phone that predicts the future. And so he already knew that they were going to win. But as it turns out, one of the judges of the uh anime uh Evangelion sketch was the spirit of the forest who has the ability to see all and know all and so knew that Shinji had a cell phone that could predict the future and so disqualified them and they lost. And that's how Evangelion ends. Can I pick neither of you?
2: (laughs) Um, I think it's
0: pretty obvious that I won that one.
2: I'm definitely going to go with
1: Kimiko. (laughs)
0: That's <laughs> because you're playing favorites.
1: I'm not playing favorites. And, no, they were both shitty. I thought hers, even wrong. mine was shitty. I thought. It's okay, I thought, you're not to
0: be wrong.
2: <laughs> yep. Well, I'm wrong, and I'm the judge. So. All
0: right, now I'm the judge. We'll see All who right. wins your game. Because I'm I remember.
2: Is this our last round? Yeah, this is our last round. Okay, Mitsuki, do you want us to do Full Fla- Metal Alchemist or The Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya?
0: Hmm, let's go with the melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya, Is that going to make this impossible for you. <laughs>
2: okay. Oh, oh, God, no, this is fantastic. I, this is awful. Okay, all right. So, all right, here we go. We ready?
0: Yes. Yeah. I so, cannot wait.
2: So, Haruhi, Haruhi's school gets transformed into an all-girls high school. Sorry, Kyle. <laughs> Sorry, Kion. <laughs> You're out. So he's he's just kind of gone. He like hangs out. Okay.
1: Um Kyon. He yeah. says
0: Kyon's a guy. Isn't he? Well, I don't know. I'm just being dumb. Maybe
1: maybe he identifies. Oh. Okay. Okay.
2: Continue. Um, so Kion Kyon can't go anymore. And they're kind of sad, but you know, Haruhi, her main focus is finding the Espers and whatnot. Which you know, is fortuitous um, because a lot of people at her new school are card captors. So she is now trying to, like, she's trying to get proof of these people who, you know, are being card captors. But the card captors don't want to be caught because they know that, you know, they're going to, you know, they're going to be caught by Haruhi and that's, they don't want to be exposed. And so what they do... What they do is they, because they rule the school as the student council, they create a new rule that everyone involved in the school have mysteriously lost all their clothing except for their underwear. So That's me
0: like every day.
2: So Haruhi, frustrated with this rule... And not wanting to be in her underwear, she's totally okay with with what's her face red hair girl being oh of course or brownish hair girl being in her underwear because she's gonna stay in her underwear. But Haradaki is really frustrated by this, so she decides that she's had enough of these Esper card captor shit. That she comes in piloting a gun one day and just blows up the school.
1: Did you plan this? No. <laughs> No, <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is the fucking sorry. This is this is no. You know what? Oh, it's this is already the fucking best. This is the fucking best. All right, you ready for this? I'm ready. So, Kion, you said is his name, right? Yeah. When Kion get gets kicked out of your all girls school, oh shit, he gets sent next door to an all boys school, <laughs> where subsequently, <laughs> unfortunately. Sakura didn't meet the deadline and couldn't get into the all-girls school filled with card captors. captors. So Kion decides he's going to try to help her sneak into the all-girls school. But what happens is as they approach the all-girls school, they get hit by that wave that forces everybody who's fighting to get all like undressed and stuff yeah, or whatever. And Kion gets, like, super all undressed or whatever. And because he's suddenly the only boy on the campus, there's this huge fangirl stampede. Oh, of course. For Kion, right? Yeah. Obviously. He's the only
2: dude, and he's in his underwear.
1: And so Sakura finds uh, Haruhi and is like, dude, I feel like, I don't want this to keep on going on the way it's going on. I totally agree with you. I don't have a Gundam, but I do have an ele- an Evangelion <laughs> that I can pilot. So how about the two of us band together and we rock this shit? Oh my god, we both want <laughs> anyone. <laughs> You that both is, win. We
2: won. That, that was the top. literal <laughs> best. I
1: shuffled these.
4: Are I you sh- sure? I
1: shuffled them and I dealt them. Look at how many cards were left over. That was like, as you as My you God. kept on going on, I'm like, this is this is ridiculous. All right. All girls school to all boys boy school, school. Card captors to Sakura. <laughs> uh, Gundams to Ava's. And then <laughs> I just girls and underwear. And, and underwear. It was perfect. All right.
2: Here we go. win. We won. Good job. That's that is that is the perfect ending to the game. And you know what? Something about people, something about people in their underwear is a great segue to our next news break that's going to take us back for a review of Yuri on Ice. So, <laughs> don't go anywhere.
0: everybody, this is Mitsugi and it's time for your second anime news break. Getting it started off, most of us know about the live-action orchestra performances of Final Fantasy and Zelda music, but not too many of us are aware that there is a, also a Metal Gear series of concerts coming to Japan, North America, and Europe. Konami Entertainment announced on Friday that it's going to be hosting a series of Metal Gear in concerts, orchestras, that are going to feature music from the Metal Gear franchise. The first of two performances is going to take place in Japan, and then there will be a world tour that is going to have performances in North America and Europe. So for those of you that love having live music performed from your video game series that you love, this is a great opportunity to experience something that hasn't been seen before from the Metal Gear franchise. Next up, the big-time anime convention, Anime Expo, which is held in Los Angeles, is going to feature a scavenger hunt of Dragon Ball Super, hosted by Toei Animation itself. The the Anime Expo convention this year is from July 1st to July 4th at the Los Angeles Convention Center, and the Toei Animation-collaborated scavenger hunt is going to feature... A a Dragon Ball Super-themed hunt of the Future Trunks arc in the anime. The the scavenger hunt is going to take players from various locations all over the convention center. Players will be able to stop and continue the scavenger hunt whenever they feel like it without any kind of time limit. So just a fun little thing to do while you're at the convention and probably be scuttled around to various areas of the convention that they want you to see. But sounds like an interesting little feature for those of us that love the Dragon Ball Super and Dragon Ball properties in general. Next up, a very famous manga series in Japan, Captain Tsubasa, one of the original sports properties, the original soccer manga, which revolves around 11-year-old Tsubasa Ozora, who is a boy who loves soccer and is recognized by his coach because of his skill at the sport. This manga property has reached 70 million copies in print, which is a huge milestone for the manga. Big-time success, and I'm happy to see that such a famous Property that was originally serialized starting in 1981 is still having success throughout Japan until this day. And last up, let's round it out with a little bit of business news. A Kyoto-based venture capital company known as Future Venture Capital is buying another company called All Nippon Entertainment Works, uh, which is a company that was put together in 2011 with an an investment of about $80 million dollars to for the for the Japanese industry to host anime and anime films from for the global market with with collaboration with different Hollywood partners this property has been bought up so it looks like it will continue to function but is now owned by a different organization it's kind of rare to see a different anime company
5: can't think of anything. Well, you're in luck. You've got me, the master of not thinking.
0: What do you need? I'm trying to write a commercial for our sponsor, JList.com, but
5: I can't think of anything funny this time. Uh, this time? When have we ever been funny? And don't we already have a bunch of JList commercials written? I know, but we need everyone
0: to know that they can go to JList.com and their non-adult mirror site, JBox.com,
5: for all their anime shopping needs. Well, we already say it at the start of every show. I think by now everyone knows to head to JList.com for all their anime shopping needs. But people may have an easier time remembering JList.com if we talk about it in a funny way. You know what, Mitsugi? What? The commercial was inside you all along. What are you talking about? It's like Field of Dreams or something. Look, just hit stop on the recording and everyone will know to shop at JList.com. Can we really do this? Is it funny? No, probably not, but it is meta, and that's, like, cool and stuff, right? I'll take your word for it. Hey, hey, where are you going? To clean up this fourth wall we just broke. Jlist.com. If you click it, they will fun? No, that's not right.
2: segment of the 374th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Keeping it real with a five star review from Colin
1: P. Who wants to read this?
0: I think it's Kimiko.
1: Okay. So Colin P. writes, oh and by the way his tag is the best anime podcast out there. Oh, thanks. Colin P. says, I've been listening to the AAA podcast since 2013 and they have always provided such great content. Unlike many of the other good anime podcasts, the AAA feels more like a group of anime critics with a vast knowledge of the industry. Listening to the podcast to hear the hosts' interactions with each other is the main reason I love hearing them every week. Keep up the great work, everyone. Thanks. So
2: nice. And don't forget I, to leave us a your own review on iTunes, and if it's a five-star right. one, we'll read it on the show. I know one thing. What? Hmm.
0: I don't know about the best anime podcast or whatever he said, but we definitely have the most breasts. The the, <laughs> yes. the the most combined tonnage you know, of boobage we have that
2: okay i was going to say combined of
0: tonnage
1: because like i was going to say men technically have breasts too and i mean you've got some pretty substantial man breasts I can, from I can, all of your working out i can
0: do a mean peck pop
1: you you can i have seen I'm the kinda like pop. i'm kind of
0: like terry i'm kind i'm a little like terry cruz
1: i feel like you and Kazuo combined probably make like one set of slightly smaller female boobies
0: i'd say between Maybe you like two a, and like me Kazuo, we probably have Upwards of twenty five pounds of boobage.
1: Probably. I mean, mine are decently a, heavy. Mine are pretty heavy too. Yeah, not back problem well, heavy, but like they're yeah. decently heavy.
0: Yeah, you're both probably D cups.
1: I am. I am. Yeah,
0: and I'm a. That's a, solid.
1: Very, very well done.
0: Of course. They just kind of like. Are you serious? That. What? You think I'm some fruity pie?
1: Well, what does that mean? I have no idea. <laughs>
2: okay. All right. I do like fruity pies, though. Oh,
0: I, me too. I'll have you know that that. Well, never mind. We'll so, save that for another day.
1: I believe we have a review coming up, do we, we? do have a review. <laughs> All right. Speaking so, of boobage. Yuri on Ice. Which has nothing to do with Yuri and yes. everything to do with- On Ice. On Ice. And this, this is nothing, the review. Nothing,
0: nothing to do with boobage. This
2: nothing. is the review that was born to make history. We were born, born to make history. Oh
4: my God.
2: Yes, the most fantastic opening ever. All right. So, Yuri on Ice. Um, where do I even begin with this Gosh. one? I feel like I feel Wait. like so many people, so many people know what Yuri on Ice is that I almost kind of like I figure we'll follow the the usual kind of summary, but I, I don't think we need to go too far into what it's about because I feel like most people have heard it.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Just know that it's Gaze on Ice and focuses on a <laughs> uh, a, a lovely telling of a relationship and a lot of really interesting facts about ice skating and... Um, excuse me. Did you know
2: that Yuri on Ice characters had a cameo in Steven Universe?
1: yes. Just like Voltron characters. What? The artists of the Steven Universe like comic books and everything are huge nerds and will just put their favorite characters in the background of that. That's stuff. amazing. So Lance and Keith from the new Voltron is in one of their comics and Yuri and Victor are in like in another one of their comic uh, comic segments and stuff and it just makes me so happy. So Yuri and Ice,
2: to get some technical stuff out of the way, aired from October to December of last year, 12 episodes total. Um, it is an original two television series. It was not based off of a manga or any, or game or anything previously. Um, the director is um, Sayo Yam- uh, Yamamoto. So it is a female director, which you don't see that often. Mm. Um, and she is known for directing the series uh, Michiko and Hachin, um, as well as Loop on the Third, The Woman Called Fujiko Mine. So um, after graduating College of Art and Design in Tokyo, she's worked at Studio Madhouse where she had her directing debut at 25.
1: Good for her. So
2: um, this this director has, you know, kind of kind of been around in 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 a good way. Um, the studio is MAPA, M-A-P-P-A, M-A-P-P-A um, behind Jerry on Ice. And I'm trying I'm trying to look it up right now to see with regards to um, the music. The music was done by Taku Matsushiba, and this is his only music credit. Well, it's
1: it's a hell of a lot of music credit.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the other thing. Like, I think that's incredibly impressive because oh, for sure. the music in this, and, and we talked about this if you go back and listen to our anime Oscars episode, mm-hmm. we talked about the music in this and, and why it's incredible is because not only is it good, like it's overall pretty good or above average to good. But it's so diverse.
1: And it has to be. Because 90% of the music that you hear on the show are all of the ice skaters, of which there are at least 15 to 20 ice skaters. It's like all of the figure skaters' routines. And when you get into like the semifinals and stuff or the different regional competitions, um, it's not just one skater's routine. It's a skater's short program and free skate routine. So you get multiple songs per character later on as well. And each song has to be unique and has to either emulate a style for the characters from different countries or has to fall under a certain regiment or has to be instrumental or has to have a vocalist or it's it's completely amazing how many different guests they got to, to uh, co-voice or to oh, do yeah. Yeah, it and, was it was incredible. And the music for the series to to Kimiko's point, it really kind of
2: helped build this world because so Yuri on Ice is a show about figure skating for those of you who have been living under a rock for the past, you know, 10 months and didn't know that. Um but it's a show about figure skating and the music really kind of helps create this alternate world to ours because there are things like the announcers will say, you know, he's skating his short program to the the King skates movie theme oh, yeah. song it's uh, like the, 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 it's
1: shall like the we king and I shall we skate shall we skate and so they had to kind of give this impression that this movie and like they even say um, it's a song that's skated by most uh, by most figure skaters and it's uh, top of the list for a lot of different figure skaters who are just starting out yeah. to kind of imply that this is the movie that figure skaters will watch when they're young that convinces them to go into figure skating when they're older sort of stuff so it, it paints this beautiful picture of the world and the music that these characters are uh, influenced by.
2: One more thing to note, I, I just noticed another person on the list of staff was uh, Taro Umebashi, and he was listed as being involved in the music as well. He was further down and I just didn't want to, I don't know who did what on the music, and right. I don't want to leave anyone out. Um, but yeah, so you know, there's this this anime came out of,
3: came out of nowhere.
2: Yeah. I, no, I mean, I wouldn't say that. It, it definitely is in kind of the the free style of shows. Yeah. And and free being the anime, not free style is in like Oh no, I know. But but in the sense of Pretty boys doing a n- non super conventional sport. A Swimming is pretty conventional, yeah. but. But
1: what Yuri and Ice did differently in regards to Free is that Free was very much Fujoshi bait in the sense yes. that none of the characters have any sort of romantic interest in each other canonically. Um, all of them are drawn incredibly like muscular and water from the pool dripping down their pecs. Like it's very distinctly fanservice y. Yes. All of it is. And it's beautifully animated and the characters are fantastic. but it is very clearly a Fujoshi-bait type anime. Yuri on Ice, while can still qualify as Fujoshi-bait, the characters are in a canonical relationship. They plan a subplot that focuses on the two main characters and how they grow. And while the relationship might not have a definitive, like they are uh, husbands, they are boyfriends, there is that definitive. They start off barely knowing each other, they become, you know, coach and student, then they become kind of more friendly, and then it starts to become a little bit more romantically inclined and goes on and on and on um, to the point where it's obvious that these two characters are meant to be, from a viewer's perspective, looked at with a romantic eye, that not... Many, if any, of the other Fujoshi bait anime focus on. They focus on giving you the characters and allowing you, the viewer, to create your own kind of ideas. Uh, they don't do it for you like Yuri on Ice does.
2: Yeah, and and that was one thing that going into Yuri on Ice that I that I was felt really strongly about was that you know I was like okay because you you know pretty quickly you see the episode one episode one <laughs> there is for sure the homosexual subtext over text written text black on white text text, text <laughs> going on and I'm like ain't
1: no sub in this text <laughs>
2: yeah. well maybe there
1: no, is it depends.
2: um <laughs> but uh you know you see it going on and I'm and I'm sitting there and I'm watching it and I'm like okay here's the thing if they're gonna do this I'm so tired of it never being a thing yeah, like
1: it being one of those, and and they started off doing that a little bit. I, w- I was a little worried characters would get introduced that I'm like, are they going to give him a a heterosexual um, love interest or are they going to go back and forth and have like there and, and this happens in the first three episodes, so it's not much of a spoiler. But there's distinctly this this atmosphere about Yuri, who's the um, the main character, the one that. Victor becomes the coach for. uh, Yuri has this sort of, like, standoffish kind of quality about him, this atmosphere of whenever Victor gets too close, whenever he gets distinctly flirty and Victor gets beyond flirty. It's almost a little like there, he, he almost has this, we're already in a relationship and I'm, you know, like rubbing my thumb along your bottom lip sort of thing. Like it's very overtly gay. And Yuri's reaction will in the first couple of episodes be very much like a, what are you doing? And like, he like runs away. And I'm like, oh God, no, no, please don't or, stay. Or it'll be, or it'll be things where it's like,
2: oh, I have these feelings.
1: No, I don't have these
2: feelings.
3: Or he's right. only, or, or
1: I have these feelings, but this must just be my desire to win at skating. Like, yeah. oh, God, like, no, please, like, I really care about you as, as a my coach. coach. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I just want you to keep being my, my coach. <laughs> um, and they do kind of, they they do kind of pull that shit way too often but on top of pulling that shit way too often the between the lines becomes almost blatant and that was kind of one of the things that I could let slide because there was enough canonical moments and there was enough between the lines like the the glance like it's normally a person would watch a show like this and if it was a guy and a girl no doubt yeah, no doubt in my mind that the way that these characters are interacting is supposed to be romantic, and so I look at this and I go, "All right, it is obvious what Kubo Sensei is is trying to convey with these two characters, and that is that Victor is very, very like in love with this boy, and yeah. Yuri just needs to get his head out of his ass and realize he's in love with Victor too. Like that is the get sub-block. the head out of the ass." to make room (laughs) (laughs) but what's really cool about this too is that it is not just about like i keep saying it is a romantic subplot because the main plot of this anime is a uh an ice skater who kind of at the beginning of the anime he makes it to like a world championship for figure skating but he bombs he fails hard last place and uh, he ultimately takes the loss and goes home and stops skating for years. Yeah. And so it's about Yuri as uh, both a competitor and a figure skater and a man trying to work himself back up motivationally and, and with determination that he ultimately lost via losing all of the self-confidence from that world championship. And it's really, it's really
2: easy for us to say, you know, this is not actually about Gaze on ice, though
1: it it's it is totally gaze about gaze on, on ice. ice. Yeah,
2: but um, to kind of back that up, I actually I found a tweet, Ooh. um, tweeted out by Kubo, yeah, who's you know the director of the show, and from the her official Twitter account, um, and this is tweeted back, um, back on August twenty fifth. I think that's August. I think that's an eight or a six. I think it's an eight though. That would make more sense. Probably, um of last year and on the tweet in the tweet she said and I'm, I'm reading someone else's translation so it's you know not exact but right um quote stories such as I want to have a lover or I want to get married are not interesting for me heterosexual relationships are already done a lot so I don't want to do something about that those types of relationships anymore I just want to build a healthy and meaningful relationship where genders are not of important that's it end of explaining I love it so I mean that tweet to me right there makes it very clear that her kind of approach
1: her intention
2: her intention for this anime was to say I want to make an anime about figure skating about these characters yes and they just happen to be gay enough said yeah like and and that's kind of from that tweet and from the way the anime the the anime kind of reads and and shows is that comes through to me because while Yuri and Victor's relationship is important to the show mm-hmm it's not the main focus and that's kind of the interesting thing for me is that as the series continued you know Yuri is is kind of going to win it all at the big championship is kind of it's it's the normal formula you would expect from a a a sports anime sports anime of you know our triumphant hero goes and bombs and recovers and starts back out on the journey and fights against all odds and goes to different small tournaments and then ends up at the big championship type of thing yeah um that's what the story is about. The relationships between the characters are there for, you know, they're there for humor. They're there for rounding out the characters. They're there for just a natural part of people form people in real life form relationships. Um, so, so yeah, so I, I definitely think that that intention came through for the series. That being said, I would also say
1: that there's a hell of a lot of flashy gay in this show. So much flashy gay. <laughs> Episode one, we get literal bare ass. Yes. Better yes. bare bear ass than super lovers, mind you. Like, this is um, super sexy Russian figure stater stands up in an onsen, and he's completely naked, as you do at an onsen. And Yuri just goes, Haw! and we see, as the viewer, some bare ass. Um, and it is, it is very... There, there are moments where, like I said before, Victor is distinctly like, "What do you say about that, Yuri?" All up in his space and all yeah. up, you know, getting very, very close. I'm sorry, um, it'd be more like, "What do you say to that, Yuri?" <laughs> but whatever. Um, yeah, they, they definitely, they definitely throw on a little extra bit of flamboyant gay. I, I could definitely.
2: I definitely look at this show, and I and I very much see a show where, you know, the director was like, "I want to make a show that has homosexual characters, mm-hmm. but that's you know not the focus. It's going to be you know a shonen, sh- but." It's gonna be, you know, figure skating and show and show, but I know what
1: sells. Wink, wink, everyone. <laughs> exactly. Cause it's not the majority of the show either. There will be moments, and I love it because one of the things that really bothered me about this, which I'm sure was fixed quite heavily in the Blu ray, was that a lot of the other characters' routines were just really shoddily animated, and a lot of that was just trying to get it out as quickly as possible to follow the the timeline, like the scheduling. And
2: as the series continued, they reused a lot. That they was did. the other thing that bugged me is that like Yuri would have a really well animated routine, and then they and would just see, reuse it over and over yeah.
1: again. So like, and this is stuff I hope was fixed in the Blu-ray, but for the first run watch, it's like uh, that animation is just my first. The first time I saw and first time recognized was uh, there's a character. I think his name is is uh miami or um uh basically he's yuri's uh number one fan while they're still in japan and he's basically like the hinata character actually voiced by the Seiyu who voices hinata in Haikyu because of course i would know that i was gonna say because of course you know that and his animation for his routine was just shoddy at best it was really really not uh not as crisp as what we had seen but like You'll have moments between Victor and Yuri, despite the fact that those skating routines are so distinctly shoddily animated. Um, you'll have these. You'll have these scenes between Victor and Yuri that are just pristine, <laughs> <laughs> like the animation that they, like the amount of budget that went into just the two of them standing and looking at each other. Although was he- like. Like, you can see the sparkle in their eyes level of animation quality. <laughs> I know
2: this is not how business works. Oh, Minami. So, His so, name is
1: Minami. Thank you, sorella um,
2: So so before Mitsugi jumps in, I, I know this is not how business works or anyone would work, but there is almost a part of me where, the, where I wonder if the artists had the same budget, if all the scenes had the same budget, but the artists were just like, oh my god.
1: Yuri and Victor I just want to draw them (laughs) I'm just gonna just like they they do all of their other work really quickly so they can focus on what they want to draw which is Yuri and Victor
0: I don't know the sheer fact that they didn't have to draw anime girl eyes
1: probably probably
0: made this quite easy yeah
1: Um, But yeah, so it was, uh, that was one thing. But what's really cool, despite the fact that the routines were a little shoddy, uh, we did get to meet a lot of really notable characters, especially as we start getting closer and closer to worlds. Um, One of which being my all-time favorite character in the entire anime, which is Yuri Plisetsky. (laughs) Um, Because of course, and this is another reason that I kind of love this anime, is just, for this uh it's almost like a a little subtle teaser to the fact that it's called yuri on ice and and you know you could say that it's called yuri on ice because of yuri from japan and because of his story and it's very much like the telling of his his life and and him kind of crawling up from the ashes of a failed uh career as a figure skater um And Yuri on Ice is even the name of his free skate. He titles it Yuri on Ice. Uh, But we have another Yuri. We have Yuri Plisetsky from Russia. And he was, you know, originally involved with Victor. He had been promised things from Victor. He uses the motivation of having Yuri uh, Yuri Katsky back uh, in the competitive field and Victor being Yuri's coach as motivation to make himself stronger. So when you hear Yuri on Ice as a title, you can almost say this isn't just about Yuri... Kotsky. This is also about Yuri Plisetsky, and it becomes such such a more complex story, and the character arcs become so much more interesting and interconnected. And I just I I really, really love how much effort they put into the story of not just Victor and Yuri, but also all of the other characters, Uh, all of the people like uh, Pichit, who is the first. Uh, the first skater from Thailand to make it to Worlds or JJ, the Canadian skater who, based off of his personality, you know that they meant he was supposed to be American. Yeah. 100%. <sighs> but, like, even Odebeck, who's kind of just a throw-in character for, for Yuri Plisetsky later on, like, all of these characters have merit. And you leave knowing all of their names and knowing at least a, a moderate amount of all of their backstories. And that is hard to do with an ensemble cast. Incredibly hard. Um, but they but Kubo Sensei did it. Yeah. All of them did it. And it's just it's remarkable in that fact alone, in my opinion.
2: I, I just think I just think the the thing that keeps coming to mind for me with this anime, to, to if, if I had to sum up my thoughts on this anime, yeah, it would be incredibly well balanced. And what I mean by that is it's like it has those homosexual overtones that are sometimes fan servicey but not over the top. Yeah it has kind of those really over-the-top moments of, like, the
1: guy during his figure skating routine literally saying, I think I'm gonna come. Oh my god, like, yeah. Like, or, um, in the English dub, it's alright, I'm used to coming from behind. Yeah, <laughs> like, like these really over-the-top moments
2: combined with, like, these moments, there's, and, and I won't spoil it for anyone who hasn't watched it yet and will, but there's a moment toward the end of the show that, um is between Yuri and Victor in, in Barcelona. Oh Um, yeah. And, and, and there's a genuineness to it where it doesn't feel forced and it doesn't feel, it feels like an actual relationship evolving. Yeah. And so it's like, there's, there's kind of this interesting dichotomy that I almost feel like, and, and, I've, I've never been in the figure skating world and we probably have a listener who has. <laughs> um, but I almost feel like, you know, there's it, it could even be and I'm probably reading way too much into this, but like a metas- metaphor for figure skating itself, where when you think about figure skating, you know, there are these athletes who who have very serious lives. They train rigorously, very mm. seriously, make intense sacrifices dedicate themselves to their craft like you know a, a very demanding craft at that and probably don't have room for a lot of like craziness to happen in their life because you know to to compete at a high level really for any sport you have to give up so much but then when it comes to that competition they are dressed up in le- sequin leotards with makeup for days yeah like and it's almost like that same kind of balance of like the over-the-top ridiculous with you know the the more normal
1: realism the realism. strenuousness.
2: yeah so so there's there's kind of the show reads as a really well balanced show there's just enough of like the tropes and formula that an anime fan will go into it and feel yeah. familiar without it falling into something that feels stale and a rut like you yeah. have the shonen cycle you have the or you have the shonen like competitions you have your ensemble cast like you have your main pair, but all of those things have a little quirk that makes them a little more eccentric, a little different. A little
1: anime. A little, yeah. <laughs> but it all works out. It does. So I I was very, very pleased with this anime. Obviously, it had little things here and there that I was just like, ah, oh, come on, guys. But the majority of this anime just ended up being everything that I had been wanting. In an anime. I mean, it's it's a sports anime, which everybody out there already knows I am obsessed with. Um, it has two canonically gay characters, which, I mean, how can I not love that? Yeah. Um, it teaches me about something. I love when an anime actually teaches me about something. And to go off of that really quick in a segue, um, one of the other things that I love about this anime is that the people who wrote it researched as much as physically possible about figure skating um, they even went out of their way when they filmed, or when they recorded some of the music. They recorded it with a person doing the figure skating on ice to get authentic sounds of how it would be skated. Um, it's got, like, uh, there are characters who are based off of actual uh, figure skaters that are currently in rotation. They used a legitimate figure skater, Stefan uh, Stephane, uh Stéphane or, Lemieux or something I can't remember but he's a French figure skater who's retired now and uh, currently coaching a protege of his own um, but they actually had him as a cameo in the last episode which isn't much of a spoiler like it doesn't yeah. really there's not much to it it's only a couple of minutes but like they actually used him and they invited him in to record Um, So that they could use his actual voice of him talking in French to the quote unquote news broadcasters who are on site in Barcelona for Worlds. And like they put so much effort into making sure that it was realistic as possible Um, to the point where there are people, these figure skaters in real time who are... Uh, one of the figure skaters who they based JJ off of, when he realized that he had been that a character from an anime had been based off of, he watched all of Yuri on Ice, and while he was in the kiss and cry after one of his routines, did the JJ symbol. Yeah. So these figure skaters don't feel like they've been they their world has been taken and abused or blasphemed or made into something ridiculous. They love it. They and think it is a, a phenomenal representation of what they do. And that's and that's kind
2: of where I wanted to end too on all of this is that. You know, I what I one of the things I really loved about the show was how much the figure skating community loved this show.
1: I know like, they love it. And really quickly, uh, a doxorella in the chat said it's L'Ambiel, Stefan L'Ambiel, and he's actually Swiss, not French. My bad. Oh, yeah, I think that's what she was talking about but anyway yeah no it's it's so true they love it they and there are some people who have said in interviews like how did they find out all of this information like how did they get inside of our heads and inside of our world so much that they're throwing our secrets out for everybody to see <laughs> like it's it's very legit very well researched and that only makes it more prominent to me as a sports anime because yeah. i leave it going this was legit I learned something I have I have acquired and developed an appreciation for a sport that I knew nothing about before I went into it. So anyway, do you think we should wrap?
2: We probably we probably should should wrap it up. Any
1: last thoughts or uh, any final things you want to say about it? You know, what it
2: comes down to is I would actually encourage I would encourage a lot of people to give this show a genuine chance put aside your anime prejudices and stigmas for a moment because I actually think there's a lot here that will surprise you. I went into it going, you're going to let me down. Yeah. And the show didn't let me down. And so I, I, I I think this is a show that I can encourage a lot of people to watch unless you're turned off by homosexuality. And if you are, then... I maybe you should take the time that you could have spent watching Yuri on Ice to reflect on your life choices (laughs) and why someone else's sexuality bothers you so much. Um, (laughs) But anyway, but anyway, Um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of my final thoughts. Is it really give this a chance? Because I I feel like this is is the kind of show that a lot of people will push aside because they'll be like, you know, oh, well. I'm not really into that fuj- Fujoshi bait or I'm not really into the flamboyant boys or I'm yeah. not really into the, you know, shonen eye or whatever, you know, the yaoi or whatever the case may be. Um, but it's really, it's not any of that. So um, it's definitely something that I I recommend. I recommend everyone give a chance. I, w- I would say push, I would say honestly, give it, give it the benefit of the doubt and push through the first three, four episodes.
1: It, it, I, even just the first two, because I feel like, the second episode is where they introduce uh, Yuri Plisetsky, and you start... I think the third episode is where you start seeing some actual training and figure skating and competition. Yeah. And if you can get to the first kind of competitions, um, and and you're more of an anime fan, or uh, anime, you're more of a sports fan than you... Or sports anime fan than you are, uh, like, a romance fan, I think the sports aspect of it can get you into it. Because I watched this with my roommate, who he's not, you know... I, he, He's not necessarily turned off by the, you know, romantic, the homosexual romantic quality of Yuri and Ice, but he is a huge sports anime fan. Yeah. And he was like, oh, my God, this is so gay. Oh, my God, this is so gay. And then we got to the first competition and he was like, I am so into this. So, like, you you can get into it by the sheer force of the sport alone. Yeah. I, I guarantee you if you give it a chance. So anyways, Scoring.
2: It's I'm not looking forward to it for this one. But you go first. You go first. I feel like you're more
1: you're more confident. Okay. so I I actually have been thinking about this for a while and I talked about it yesterday at work with a couple of other Uri on Ice fans. And honestly, with with so much and like Chiaki said, um, with with so much that I expected could have let me down and then to not be let down with With the music as brilliant as it is, and the characters as lovable and relatable and and with the character arcs that they had, um as they were, and, you know, gaze on ice, How could I not? Um, honestly, I had to be nitpicky. and and there are like things like the animation being shoddy in places or the fact that there were moments that we we could have expanded upon and we didn't or the fact that it kind of moved a little bit quicker than I would have liked towards the end, which I think are all things that are gonna be fixed in the Blu-ray, but for a first run, I have to be a little more strict. Um, I am going to, oh wait, hold on. <clears throat> I am going to give this a 4.5 terrible Russian accent in the dub out of five. <laughs> Oh, the, yeah. By the way, everyone, watch,
2: the <laughs> watch, watch an episode of the dub. Don't actually watch it in the dub. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. I I'm going to be one of those people right unless now. Unless you're
1: watching it as like a drinking game or watching it purely for the hilarity of it, you have to at least experience a portion of the dub oh, yeah. done by Funimation. It is the worst level of Russian accents. <laughs> it is still it, it is such a bad Russian accent. It sounds like this. And apparently oh. they were making memes where they were making Victor look like Gru from Despicable Me. <laughs> It is awful, but it is hilarious, especially Yuri Plisetsky. Oh, yeah, no. What are you looking idiot. at, asshole? Por que no los das There are uh, as Babushka would say in old, old country, country Por que no los das <laughs> <laughs> Mi casa es tu bodega. <laughs> uh, My grandmother was from France. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, I'm not trying to make fun of the accent itself. I'm trying to make fun of their accent. It's almost borderline racist, guys. The, the dub, the dub
2: had a lot of interesting choices <laughs> that I don't know, maybe we can go into that in the after party. But yeah. um the, there were a lot of interesting choices made on oh, the Uriad Ice int- dub that I'm like, is- I'm like, why why did we think this was a good idea? Why did
1: we think this wasn't racist? But anyway, yes. 4.5 <laughs> terrible Russian accents in the English dub out of five. 4.5, what the fuck were you doing? Funimation out of
2: five. by the way our accents were terrible and in, in intentionally no way, no way were intended to actually I, I hope they did not offend anyone who was actually from russia
1: <laughs> yes but um okay and and chiaki what do you think
2: um yeah i actually went back and forth between a five and a 4.5 because ah, so of that thing I. where it's like it does so many things well but kind of a, what you said, there are thing, there are shortcomings for it, and and I think of the last five I gave, which was Rakugo, and that was literal a literal masterpiece, and this is not a literal masterpiece. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say 4.5 as well. I'm gonna say 4.5 sexy katsudons, but yes. um, you know it, I I will say it is on the cusp of a five for me, and and I do have to say if I didn't just come off of watching Rakugo and Spoiler alert! Um, uh, uh, another another fune fune Wa Amu, the great passage. Um, I probably would have been more inclined to to bump this
1: up to a five to a five I immediately. Was so goddamn, but close. but I, I
2: literally just watched a masterpiece and just reviewed it, and it's really hard to to give give. I I just gave out a five, and I'm like, I can't, I can't to this. Yeah. So yeah, but uh, honestly,
1: a four point five for an anime like this is pretty impressive. Like, I still think a 4.5 is a solid, it's a solid A, A minus. Yeah. All right. That was fun. I'm glad we finally got to do that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's time for an almighty anime mailbag.
0: Anime. 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 Mailbag bag.
2: If you want to submit a mailbag to us, you can do so at aaapodcast.com. Just click on mailbag button. Our first mailbag is from Craftimus, and they write, who is your favorite villain in anime?
1: This is really hard.
2: This is really hard.
0: Hmm. hmm. Really, there are a lot of good villains.
1: I really like Kyubey from, Prince, uh, oh. from uh, Madoka Magica. We have a have blanket. Yeah, gesture towards the <laughs> The, the blanket. blanket.
0: Yeah, we have a cube blanket hanging over the front of the podcast studio table to hide all of the electronics that are under it.
2: Um, I would I would actually go with and and I it's cliche we talked about it earlier, but I would actually go from Vicious from Cowboy Bebop. I get that because I get
0: that. you mean like, Vincent?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, Vicious, not not this from the, the movie. Fault. Vincent is from the movie. Vicious from the show. Oh. Um, but and and the reason why I pick Vicious is because I do like villains that have depth to them, that aren't I like I I, I like villains. Sometimes I like villains that are evil for just being the sake of evil. But I think Vincent is an interesting villain because there is kind of that element of who is the bad guy here. And they all got kind of torn up. And there's something about being friends to enemies that
1: I, I just I like that story. So, yeah, I get that. I'm going to go with that. And a more ambiguous antagonist is always just more interesting, too. Yeah, yeah.
0: I really love M- Makoto Shishio from Reni Kenshin.
1: Oh, yes. He's
0: totally psychotic and a complete badass and his appearance is awesome. So he's for those of you that don't recall what Shishio looks like, he's like he's a burn victim who had horrible burns over most of his body. And so he has he's covered in bandages and he's got like tufts of hair sticking out between his bandages and his he has like no pores left. Mm-hmm. On his body, and so when he fights, he has like a limited time of limit of how long he can fight because his body overheats because he can't pers- perspire the way that a normal person would. Right. And but he's like his sword has so much human fat on it that like when he drags it on the ground, it lights on fire. I mean, he's a he's a total badass. Oh man! And completely insane. And his voice is done by Steve Bloom in English, and yes. Steve Bloom does a nice job. Yeah. Because Steve Bloom has like an awesome psycho laugh and. The, the very, like, dark, gra- deep, gravelly voice. And just in honor of Kazuo, I'll say Mido Suji from, from Mido- Noamushi oh. Petal, because Kazuo would love to hear me say Mido that. Mido oh.
1: Suji creeps me the hell out, he man. He is so creepy. He is so... The noises that come they come make. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come 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 Zaku, Zaku.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but Kimo, Shishio, Kimo, Kimo, Kimo. Is a, Shishio is a great classic.
1: Yeah, what that, about, he's a good villain. What about the dude from um, Ajin?
0: Oh, um kind of like him too. Yeah, he's good. The old the deal old dude. I like more uh, um, I, Sato.
1: Yeah, Sato. I tend he's to prefer uh villains that are insane. Like legitimately Joker level insane. And I'm trying to think of one from an anime, but I'm just not I can't.
0: I also like Dio from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Dio is a, is equally evil and equally is equally a badass. So I'll go I'll say I like Dio also. Cool. It's hard to pick only one villain. Truth. Yeah. Well, it lot, also depends so on the mood. Ones.
2: Your mood. So. I also
0: really like Frieza. Ah. That's
2: fair. Frieza's a good villain. All right, next mailbag. Mitsuki, do you want to read it?
0: Yeah, so Ra- Raider Nation writes, Hold on. Oh, you're anim- Vegeta. Oh yeah. to Vegeta writes, are there any anime you've you're sad about neglecting because they were f- because they were fun, but you didn't see them as a priority? For example, is that cute defense? force love show the one with the magical boys and the alien koala as their mentor I think that would have been a fun show to just giggle idiotically about but there are 30 plus shows every season and old shows I'm still following I think the question is are there shows, shows that we didn't watch because we didn't think they were important but they're probably still fun
2: yeah that's kind of what I um I, this, I
0: don't, God, what I don't have the, any regrets uh, like this
2: I have uh, probably number one on my anime list of shame right now is Madoka Magica you haven't seen it? I've never finished it. But I don't think that really oh. qualifies. No, that doesn't really qualify for the sake of like shows that are not very good that have, as far as a show that's not very good that had to slip through the cracks.
1: I don't, I'm, I'm An assassination sh- Classroom. Yeah, maybe for me. Because like a, a lot of people, or no, no, no. Dongan Oh, no, that the, no. Is I that the that one, one that like has all of the kids and they eventually like die off one by one or something. I watched
2: that one. It's not that
0: good.
1: It's not that good. Uh,
0: oh, you're going to make people mad. A
1: lot, a lot of people really liked it uh, when it first came out, and I was like, oh, okay. Like, they're telling me about it. I'm like, that sounds really good. I'll watch that, and I just never did.
0: Every time I look at you, Kimiko, I feel like your boobs are saying hello.
1: Stop it. <laughs> well, it's
0: true. They're just like, boom.
1: Dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Forgive me. Maybe one day. Um... Yeah, Assassination Classroom was another one though that I watched the first episode of when I was like, "Oh, I think this would be nifty," but then I just never got around to it.
2: I have a good one that actually fits. What High School of the Dead? That was one that okay. I saw a, yeah, a, a handful perfect. of episodes of, and I know it's not a very good show, and it definitely fell to the wayside. But I definitely I really think that's it. the kind of show that like you put
1: on, and you're like, huh.
0: You haven't seen High School huh. of the Dead?
2: Not,
1: not like not I've all seen of episodes. It, yeah. Like I, I've a, never watched it. That's a pretty quick watch. I I really liked what I saw of it. Like, I think that one probably fits the best. Um, Because really, yeah, we weren't going to go out of our way to watch the whole thing. But it was still really, really good as like a... I,
0: I honestly don't think I have any anime that I'm sad about neglecting. If I'm sad about not watching a show, it's because I know that it's a legit, really great show. Like Legend of the Galactic Heroes or something that I haven't seen. And it wouldn't be a show that's like something I would just giggle at. That's not me. I'm not like... I'm not the guy that sits in that, that sits in my living room and giggles. <laughs> to <laughs> can no one's surprise, can you imagine that? That's not really me. So yeah, I don't have one of these.
1: Oh, really quick segue from the last one. Mandy in the chat reminded me one of my favorite villains of all time is actually Isaiah from Dora oh. Love Isaiah. Thank you, Mandy. Um, but anyway, next. Uh Next mailbag? Go for it, Kimiko. Uh, Next mailbag's from Raider Nation. Hello, anime addicts. I found this podcast about three months ago, and I have to say, you guys make my day with the topics and discussion you guys have. Yay. My question is, how do you guys plan your trips to Japan? I've been wanting to go, but don't know where to begin. Uh, Please, if you can answer this, I would really appreciate it. Thank you.
0: We've already done episodes on this. We have. If you go to our website and Google it, if if you go go to to the website and and search for Japan Japan or something, you'll find it. Um.
2: And leading up to our Japan trip that we took, we did a lot of like after parties and stuff too. If you yes. if yeah. you end up becoming a member on the
0: site,
1: we might have even had a topic from an episode leading up as well. Yeah, no, th- there's there's a lot, quite a bit of info back there.
0: I, while Chiaki reads the next mailbag, I will look it up.
2: So the next one is from. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Best sure. Name ever. I'm pretty sure. So the name is spelled H U N G W E I L O and I'm pretty sure this person wants me to pronounce this as Hungweilo.
0: <laughs> oh, obviously.
2: Um beautiful. However, if if your name was not intended to be a euphemism, I apologize. <laughs> Hello, AAA podcast hosts. Thanks to you guys, unfortunately, I have now gone beyond being an addict. I now live and breathe for anime, as well as all the AAA podcast content. Give me my life back. No. No. My mailbag question is a quick one. I live around the DC area in the US. Not sure if that will end up being relevant. I've always wanted to cosplay... (laughs) Thank you for the information, though, as an anime character for Halloween. But I'm always concerned about the, p- the potential confusion it creates. The last thing I want is to have a million drunk people coming up to me asking who I'm supposed to be. What are your thoughts on anime cosplay for Halloween? Have any of you done it? What are your experiences with it? Thanks for taking my mailbag. I will forever support you guys from afar, which I guess would be way up I-95. Ha! <laughs> I-95. Um, I've I've done cosplay for Halloween. Usually I don't care. And you know, let's face it, you, you mention so you mention uh with regards to a million drunk people coming up to you, so I'm guessing you're old enough to drink and be in situations of drinking. That's um, gonna happen anyway. That's gonna happen anyway. Even I if did, they do know who
1: you are, they're gonna come up to you and go, Oh my god, you're that
2: thing. Let me take a picture with you. I did a Harlequin I did Suicide Squad Harlequin. I Now you granted were awesome. it was before the movie came out. It was like six or seven months before the movie came out. But we were still doing trailers and stuff at that point people knew people still came up to me in the club who are you supposed to be and I'm like really do you not watch TV really have you have you are you that far under like I figured comic book movies were pretty mainstream and also it's Harley freaking Quinn like the pigtails died alone should be but anyway so as far as the million drunk people you're probably gonna get that no matter what you wear
1: Oh, yeah. And you're probably, even if they do know what you are, because, like, I did a a Halloween costume as, um, I did Velma, Zombie Apocalypse Velma, which I had done at a convention prior, but, like, I did it for Halloween. Your Zombie
2: Apocalypse Velma is
1: a a 15 out of 10. Thank you, honey. Um, But I, even when, like, I was kind of, like, half in my costume, half out of my costume, I would still have people coming up to me being like... Velma, Velma, where are your glasses? I'm like, they're on my face. It's like, where are your glasses? (laughs) So long story short, if you want to dress up as some like in cosplay for Halloween, just do it. Because no matter what happens, you're probably going to get some sort of attention just by being dressed up.
0: We have so many episodes on Japan. It's ridiculous. But so episode 310, this is for the prior mailbag. We did we had we had an episode called Japan Adventure we did, we did. We did a Japan story time called "Going to Japan," and we have an entire one-hour panel with a PowerPoint presentation on the website in the bonus content section for traveling to Japan for three thousand five hundred dollars or less, which is probably exactly what this person is looking for. Yeah. So, on the website, you can you can find all that. Sweet. Who gets to read the insanely long mailbag?
4: Th- that's oh, what I just read. That's- that okay. <laughs> so that leaves Um, one more
0: Pyron Forever writes yo Triple A Peoples I was curious if we could bring back Chiaki's bag of love theme at random through the episodes nice and simple this time guys and gals have a fantastic day podcasters listeners Mm. hey Hey girl girl. you're looking so fine (laughs) there's
4: all
1: kinds (laughs) of lovers out there moe lovers tsundere lovers bishi lovers but you know what all these lovers love the most mm,
0: it's anime it's time for chiaki's bag of love because addicts need love too and you know what yeah. my bag
3: of love is gonna be today guys my bag of love is gonna beat all of you for tuning in to this show mm, tell it girl for letting us Speak our sweet truths right into your ears for two hours every week. Every week. Every week. Mm, we love it. We do love it. And, and we love you. Oh, so much. And if you want to get more sweet lovin', you can find us at aaapodcast.com. iTunes. Don't forget to drop us a rating, especially if you want to let us know how much you love us facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash AAA podcast if you want to be a part of the coolest group on Facebook and know you
1: do oh yeah
3: and twitter.com forward slash AAA podcast or at AAA podcast but for those of you listening on smartphones you already know all this because you got social media links right there at your fingertips that is so right Mm -hmm. thank you to those of you who joined us live We're going to let this sweet music take us out now. Take care. Thanks, guys.